0: This is Yolanda Shields with Conversations with Yolanda. We are here having conversations with authors, speakers, entrepreneurs, educators, men and women in ministry, those that have a story that will inspire you. So thank you for joining us with Conversations with Yolanda. With my special guest. We're getting to have some real conversations. I know you guys gonna be inspired, you're gonna be motivated, you're gonna be challenged a little bit, but it's all gonna be good. So I wanna welcome Lawana Wilson, who is an author, a speaker in ministry. She's a Psalmist, she does it all and she is gifted and called to do what she's doing. And so Lawana, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Yolanda. I always enjoy spending time with you on these conversations.
0: Yes, we're going to have some great conversations today. But I want to start off. I know you have a recently released book. So I want to start there and talk a little bit. I think it's a journal that's that's Mm -hmm. going along with the other book.
1: That is correct. Some people may not even
0: know about the the first book. So I want us to talk about uh, your book, And why did you decide to do the companion journal or devotional to go along with that? So first off, just share a little bit about your your first book. Yes. For those that may not know.
1: All right. Well, my first book is an acronym for the word virgin, and it stands for Valuable Individual Requiring God's Influence Now. So that's a mouthful. So (laughs) it is an acronym. Um, that, birth, that book was birthed out of a season of really asking God, okay, Lord, why am I even here? Why am I on earth? What is my, what is my legacy? What am I to leave here in the earth? What is my contribution? And out of that, this book was birthed. It's walking really anyone, but my target focus uh, audience is millennials and Gen, Gen Z, the teenagers. But I am finding that this message in this book is transcending any, you know, any generational gaps. Yeah. The book is really kind of an open letter. It's me sharing my life and walking my millennials and and teenagers through um, knowing their worth, discovering their value, discovering their purpose, um, avoiding the distractions that come in life that just get you all off course. and, And you look up 10, 20 years later and you're like, how did I get here? Um, So I wanted to share from my own personal experience and and really be an encouragement, uh, not only an encouragement, but just give them some tools to use because I felt like they were just trying to reinvent the wheel and it wasn't necessary, especially you have myself and and others who are willing to open up and share and help them avoid some of those pitfalls and help them prepare better. Uh, for life and help them stay on course. So that's what the first book was about. Now at the end of each chapter, it does have questions to help you process. And so it's, it kind of uh, pulls in that journaling aspect of it. And I'm an avid journal journaler. I've been journaling since third grade. So um, I wanted to pull that element into the book, but maybe what, how about a two years later after the book was out and it's been out about three going on four years now about third year about the second year it doesn't even
0: seem like it's been that long
1: it does not (laughs) it really doesn't i feel like i'm still at the beginning of this journey but about a few years afterwards i realized that i just felt like there was something else and i was i thought initially i thought it was going to be a uh parent teacher guide or leader guide so you know to help facilitate discussions and small groups and things like that and I sat with that for a bit and it just I couldn't get that to flow so I sat back and I was like okay what do I do what do I do I journal so I was like okay well we're gonna do a journal well what is the journal gonna focus on well the number one question I get asked is how do you do this Luana? how have you you know lived an absent life style this long and and you know we want to know they wanted to know how it's done they really there's really a generation of young people out there that really want to honor god with their body and so i said okay so i'm going to have to try to pour my devotional life into you know some pages and that's when my new baby was born
0: yes devotional.
1: and that was doing I, I finished up the um content christmas 2019 while i was home with my family and then i pushed through this pandemic and actually got it submitted and you know, layout design and covering all that uh, during the pandemic. So that's been out probably since about August. And it literally is, um, I have it broken up in quarters because I don't want you to rush. This is not your daily bread or your verse for the day. This is taking a, a chunk or a portion of scripture and sitting with it for a couple of months.
0: That's good, LaWanna. Doing
1: on it, gleaning from it, drawing from it, going back to God about it. What else can I get from this Lord? It's not quick at all. And it's it gives you, I give you a song reference if you want to play some worship at some point and just kind of meditate. Um, I give you some, you know, bullet points just to kind of spur your thoughts if you're kind of sit, sitting there and, you know, don't really know where to go with it. And then plenty of pages to just journal and write that has been my process. That has been how I have um, worked through and discovered myself and discovered my, my strengths and weaknesses and my gifts and calling. And mm-hmm. that's my process. And so I tried to my best. I tried to put that actually in a journal form. So
0: great. Great. It, that is so needed. And, and I love when you said, just sit with the word because yeah, a lot of it. times what we have done and what many of us are still doing is making sure that we can check off that we read Mm -hmm. the word Mm -hmm. and it's more than just reading the word and checking off that i i read the word today no it's really (laughs) letting me get into your your spirit Mm -hmm. man and really sometimes we read stuff and you, you don't even know what that even means. How did you relate it back to yourself? How did you relate it to your situation? What mm-hmm. is God saying to you, even if you've read it before? Absolutely. So that time, that is so good. What mm-hmm. are you hearing? You've been doing your lives on social media for a while. Mm-hmm. What is the one thing that resonates on all of your lives that you, mm-hmm. you're having to continue to go back to and encourage and motivate people? And what areas are you seeing that are always coming up?
1: Probably two things: that longing for connection, um, that longing for acceptance. Um, so that's one. That that connect that that not just connection, but that kind of connection where you know you're accepted just the way you are. And then two people, honestly, which I really, you know, when I got the title of the book, I really, I don't think I really understood the the how far that reaching that whole knowing your worth and knowing your value was. I just, you know, you see people and you assume they're confident, you know, they've got, you know, things going on and they look really together. So you just assume they, they must have their worth. They must be, you know, not true, Yolanda. Right. True. And so that is the second thing that I find constantly coming up is they, they want to devalue themselves and they don't even really l- realize they're doing it sometimes, but they devalue themselves just to get what, you know, what they think they really need and want. So instead of uh, waiting on God's best, instead of seeing themselves as the prize, you know, it, there's this, this part of them that's just like, well, I'll just settle or well, I'll just, you know, and they make these compromises and they regret them later. Mm-hmm. A result of not knowing your not knowing your work
0: exactly exactly and also understanding that singleness is a gift yes and I think sometimes because of what others may say to them like mm-hmm. I've heard it, you've heard it we've mm-hmm. all heard it like <laughs> why are you still single yes I can't believe you're not married mm-hmm. and, and you hear that so much that you devalue your time of being single. And so once you are married, you're like, oh, I want some of that back. Yeah. We realize that it is a gift uh, to be single, and it's a gift to be married. Ne- neither one nice. is a negative. Um, and so I think people have a hard time seeing that in their singleness, mm-hmm. and they're around a lot of people that are either getting, mm-hmm. a lot of people getting married, or a lot of your friends are married. Mm-hmm. They can't focus on that.
1: It's true. It's true. Um, if they, you know, are especially with social media, all you see is, you know, everybody's, everybody's together, everybody's booed up, (laughs) everybody's booed up, and it's like, what about me? (laughs) So you have those that are just like, what's wrong with me? And it begins, it begins to become a negative versus, you know, all the freedom you have and all the opportunity you have as a single person, it becomes, well, what's wrong with me?
0: Right. Instead of seeing themselves as a gift,
1: as a gift and as, and as this being one of the greatest times of their lives, Um, the live I did just this previous Monday, um, the question was asked of me, actually, I'm usually asking all the questions, but the question was asked of me um, to kind of share uh, what, you know, what is it about me being single that, you know, you know, why am I so content? And I I told him, you know, guys, I, I live life. I have traveled, I've lived abroad, I've, you know, I've I've done I've done things. And, it's, and and I can't even, I'm not even gonna say that they've been like, you know, when we when they think of done things, they mean, you know, been, you know, they, they think you're going going on these fabulous trips and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, no, do stuff, do stuff with some purpose. Do things that that make you just expand on the end, make your heart just expand, you know, and you and you realize that you have purpose here. And when you find purpose, you find satisfaction. And when you find satisfaction, you find that contentment. And I believe that's what I'm I'm experiencing in my life is that contentment because I have been doing purposeful things, not just random things to just check off the list and make it look like I'm living this great life, you know, mm-hmm. and purposeful things. And I find fulfillment there. So so that's, I think, miss, a missing element a lot of times mm-hmm. in our singlehood.
0: Exactly. What are you hearing from? Are
1: you hearing from any parents? Mm. You know, I am hearing a little bit from the parents. And um, I've been kind of thinking about trying to figure out some sort of after school Zoom, after school virtual experience for them, you know, kind of like they would have done if they were at school. Right. After school, they go to their different little groups, drama club and music or whatever they do. Well, I thought, well, we probably need something like this. I know when I was growing up, we actually had something called Stepping Stones. Did you guys have that Yolanda?
0: I don't remember that. I
1: had a, I had Stepping Stones, it was a girls group. It wasn't Girl Scouts, it was a girls group and it just really taught us about um, our self image. We did modeling, we did, you know, how to do, you know, place setting etiquette, how to, you know, we how to speak well. So we, it was just kind of a grooming.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we did that similar girls. stuff in church. Mm-hmm. And it just depends on if you have somebody in your church that's mm-hmm. interested mm-hmm. in that. that does it. And then uh, with uh, the work I did with CC, mm-hmm. my sister's oh, that's right. it's a similar kind mm-hmm. of thing for girls. Yeah, yeah. So
1: so we had that. That was an after-school project for or program for me. And so I would like to do something along those same lines um, so that I can serve these parents who are... You know at home with their young people and they get to deal with them on a, a more regular basis now so there's mm-hmm. the 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 way they think and the way they behave and it's not just the, the teacher writing a note saying um johnny was a little of line today <laughs> now that johnny of line all day because they're at home a lot of them are home doing zoom class right they they're like well you know what how do i talk to my teen? how do i um You know, they don't think I'm cool. How do I get them to listen to me? That sort of thing. And so I want to bring something like that. If my sister, she's in education, she says that would be called character education, actually.
0: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. wanting to mold those together because parents really are having a hard time. And and here's what they say to me, Yolanda. They say, I'll ask them, well, have you, you know, tried to have this conversation with your, your child? Well... Um I don't, I don't want to tell them everything because you know if I if I tell them this then they'll start asking questions and I'm not trying to tell them so the parent is mm-hmm. embarrassed about their growing up and still have some unresolved issues back in those days that mm-hmm. is still some shame some embarrassment wow for me to say sit down with your young person and share with them they feel exposed and they and those, they re, start to relive those feelings of how much they hated high school and how much they were maybe, you know, right. bullied and, and don't bring up, you know, abstinence and sex, you know, because a lot of them, well, I didn't wait, Luana so I don't even I want don't to- bring
0: how it. I even tell them that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And
1: I they don't that. want to bring it up because they don't want to have to tell, you know, what they did wrong, which mm-hmm. I, to me, I would, which is why I wrote the book. I felt like, of course, I'm going to tell you right you to do better and i don't want you to make any mistakes or those Exactly. but they feel differently as a parent they feel like no that would that would really put them in a a position of uh, compromise in some way where they're maybe the child doesn't respect them any you know or something like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i was surprised at how how wow nervous they were about that you know
0: transparency is what really sets young people free it really because is. they That's feel they like are. they have to be perfect and they end up mm-hmm. messing up because they're like mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm just, I've done it so now I'm just like but if they hear the story yeah. they're able to say oh okay I'm not they're not done with me I can still This right. is something can work on one of the things that I worry about with young people is when you and I were like high school and growing up we were able to connect to people face-to-face and really get to mm-hmm. know people. Mm-hmm. Our young people now, they're doing everything is online. Yeah, and they exactly. really, I, I've noticed that even when I started interviewing young people, that they couldn't look me in my eye. Mm-hmm. They were always looking down because mm-hmm. they're so used to looking at their phone. It's so I think longer. it's really good for you to really look at and think about something for them because that communication piece, mm-hmm. and they need to know things go mm-hmm. past the social media. You really don't know yes. that person. And being able to teach them about those things, I think that's mm-hmm. that's, that's mm-hmm. critical. Uh, I was I was telling you earlier that I was watching your show uh, the other day, mm-hmm. and your conversations about uh, people sending messages to, in your DM. <laughs> and yes. it's not just young people; it's, it's everybody. Young people, I'm like, really, Scott? <laughs> really, you really doing this? <laughs> yes, yes, <and> that is true. <laughs> What would you say? And you guys shared a little bit on your on your live, what would you say is some of the uh best uh, 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 another word is probably best practices or the right mm-hmm. kind of way to to communicate? Because people are all on social media. So you're yep. obviously going to be mm-hmm. communicating with somebody online. What would you yes. say, tell people how to do that?
1: What would you well, recommend? The live this week um, was about being forthright, about being direct. And we and you know DM stands for direct message. Right. Uh, but we are rarely direct in these messages because typically it's it's a bunch of you know cutting up and clowning, you know, mm-hmm. and, and people trying to kind of put on like there's somebody that they're not or or just you know, flat out, like the kind of people I block, the right. just, flat out, just flat out, you know, players. And, and, exactly. and no, no scruples. And so, right. um, so the, the point was that if you're going to utilize DMs, be direct, be upfront, be honest with what this is about. One of my favorite stories, a couple uh, Natasha and Jamal Miller, they have a, a I love, minute, them. Yeah. love the Millers. And they're one of my favorite stories, because that is how Jamal met Natasha. And now they're, you know, married with two kids and went on the way. And, um, and he literally, you know, he noticed that they were kind of had, it was like one big social, social media circle that they were all in. But, you know, she was just one of many, many people that he, you know, he never met her because they lived i think she was in california at the time and he was in i don't know i
0: didn't realize that okay yeah
1: so they'd never met um but because they were in this one big pool of people online uh you know they all they all knew you know knew of each other or at least had seen each other's names in a post you know and so i believe jamal had posted something and Natasha liked it and then you know similar little while a little later on he she posted something he liked it and then said a little encouragement hey woman of God that's uh I see what you're doing you know looks great whatever the bible study she had done or something so it really started off as just you know some you know very friendly exchange and um but one day he did find her attractive number one and so one day he decided you know, instead of just kind of commenting on a few things here and there, he actually went to her page and kind of looked through it. He was just like, oh, wow, this lady, she's really got it together. She was, you know, doing Bible studies and, you know, she was involved in ministry and, and things like that and serving her community. And so he was like, okay, so not only is she really, you know, she's pretty, but she's really sweet and, she's, and she loves the Lord, obviously. So he really kind of just pushed it to the back of his head. Later on, having a conversation with his pastor, his pastor just flat out asked him one day, so is there anybody, you know, you're attracted to or anybody you're thinking about? He was like, you know, this one girl. And you know, his pastor, who is it, who is it? So he pulls her up on his social media and scrolls through it. He said, so what, what, you, what are you waiting on? <laughs> I don't, I, But he's like, I don't really know her. I don't really, he's like, just message her. And that's literally how this all started for the Millers. Wow. He sent her a DM. Hey, Natasha, it's just looking through, you know, your profile. It looks like you've got some great things going on. I just wanted to, you know, encourage you and just um, maybe we can, you know, connect and chat at some point. Just that simple. Direct, Yolanda. Direct. That's the point. Direct, clear and direct. So you knew what he was about. There yeah. was. You no know, hey beautiful you find it wasn't right interview. yes uh he he complimented her and and just put it out there for you know he had to put himself out there which a lot of guys you know this generation of guys they have a little hard time with rejection but you go you just have to
0: right
1: put right. it out there and see how she responded and she responded and the rest as they say is history
0: yes
1: So if you're, so best practices, if you're going to use that as an option, especially with us all being in the state we're in now, we're, we're we don't have the access like we used to, to public settings and outings, just be direct, be upfront with what you're trying to do. Exactly. And, and and ladies, um, let's not, let's not just overwhelm the men with a lot of uh you know oh you liking everything he posts, and, um and and you know and you know let right. there, let there be some let there be some discretion discretion yeah some mystery about you that that draws them in okay? Mm-hmm. That's okay that's still okay right yeah you don't have to you know be in his face 24 7 be on his page 24 Stalk Right, stalking six. the page. <laughs> stalking the page. It, it doesn't have to be like that.
0: Exactly. My
1: favorite thing I'm telling the young people nowadays is drop the hanky. That's what I'm telling the young ladies. Drop the hanky. And they, and that's new to them. They had never heard that before. When they heard that, oh, they lost it. They were like, Miss Lawana. <laughs> I was like, yes, ma'am. You may drop the hanky. You need
0: to explain that, Lawana, because you know <laughs> a lot of people don't understand this. So I need you to break that down.
1: Well, of course, back in the 1900s, (laughs) this was a literal thing. You would go to a dance or a ball or whatever, or an outing, a festive occasion, and you literally would have your pretty little hanky with your little, you know, lace and everything on it. And typically it was a little perfume with whatever fragrance you were wearing. And so you just, you know, ladies just kept hankies on them, right? Mm -hmm. And so you could be, you know, in your little group and the, young man that you, you know, attracted to could be passing by, and you literally Mm -hmm. your hanky in front of him, and because that was the whole time and era of gentlemen and chivalry, which that has not gone anywhere, by the way, Right. the the young man would stop, pick up your hanky, and hand it back, and it would give him opportunity, you two, opportunity to actually speak, meet, introduce yourself, and see if it went anywhere else, so how does that translate to now? My my drop the hanky uh, w- in my case would be, I would say, sure, you can like something, you can comment, but just that, but leave it at that. Let's not uh, overdo it. The whole point is just to give him a thought to think about. And if he continues to think about that, then he will pursue. But if he does not, then guess what? No harm, no foul, right. no heart is broken the opportunity was presented, you can move on without all the games and your, your heart all tore up and feeling embarrassed. Maybe you made it made yourself look silly. You know, you don't have to go through that because you gave him opportunity to, you know, approach. Now, if I'm at church, there are a lot of times I'm carrying stuff. Uh, you know, I don't drop things on purpose, but I tend to be a little clumsy. You know, sometimes that works. <laughs> right you know and I, I'm the type of person I tell them I'm friendly I will speak and I will give you opportunity to you know pick up the conversation if I see that happening great if I don't see that happening and you're just a hi and how are you and we're passing on I keep going
0: exactly okay. one of the things you just said LaWanna was about pursuing mm-hmm and you know i know i'm old school i'm always going to be old school god knows i'm old school he going to work with my old schoolness <laughs> <And> mine too <laughs> one of the things that i've had come up in conversation with women young and old and a lot of them feel like instead of them waiting they need to be pursuing the man and i just can't do it Mm-hmm. I feel men should be pursuing women. If they're interested, they should be the one pursuing. Absolutely. Absolutely. What are you seeing and what are your thoughts on that?
1: You know, um, this has come up a lot maybe in the last couple of years that I've noticed being online. I've seen a lot of posts of women on their knee you
0: know.
1: I'm not doing that. Oh my goodness, that like, oh that hurt, uh, that hurt when I saw that. That hurt my heart when I see it. That hurt my heart, Yolanda. I was like, Lord, are we there? Is that what we're doing now? Right. Even before that, you were seeing the young ladies asking the the boys to prom, Um, and you know, instead of letting the boy ask them, they just be like, oh I want to go with him, and so they just approach and ask. Now, you know, I know prom is a little lighter, lighter weight than marriage, but the, the principle behind it is, is that the man is uh, created to lead. He's the one that, and and I'm, I know we get into a lot of feminism and that kind of thing when we say stuff like this because you know that's not popular anymore. But the truth of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, God made man first, and He made him the leader and the head. So what are we trying to do as women? Why do we want them to be the ones to um, approach? Because men think differently than women. And typically a man will, if he's the one making the approach, then he's also going to be, you can pretty much be guaranteed that he's going to continue to be the one to drive and move the relationship along. Um, And if you don't see that kind of leadership or that kind of um, take charge, then, then that's something to be concerned about. Because for women, we are looking for someone who is a leader, Who will take charge, who has vision, who is, uh, we're looking for that safety. And so all of that really can be determined just from the fact of whether this man is taking initiative. Um, One of my favorite thought leaders I follow um, in relationships is Tony Gaskins. Yeah. And, And people, the guys, I should say, do not appreciate, uh, appreciate Tony as much because he tells all the, all of it. He tells it all. He tells us all of what, you know, and, and, and gives the women a, a, a real good vantage point. But, um, he, he's quick to tell you that how do you know a man is into you? The response is when he's initiating and he's doing things and he's thinking forward about what to do next and where to go next Now that doesn't mean that we don't have an opinion and we don't share it It just means that for men if you want to know if a man is into anything into the job he has into the church he's at, into the girl he's with you will see him taking leadership and initiative and moving things forward but when he's behind and he's kind of you know indecisive unfortunately you can expect that kind of behavior to continue and it might be cute for a moment but once things get you know serious you're going to be asking you know well why did why won't you just and why and it'll turn into a, a, a point of contention versus it was cute before you know he's just a little shy you know he don't I, I understand shy I know shy mm-hmm there's a difference between not wanting to take the initiative, not wanting to move forward in a leadership-minded manner, and shy, being shy. Right. That's just the way we're set up. That's just the way we're wired as men, women, male, female. The man is the one who typically is moving things along. And mm-hmm. and women, we get tired. I mean, be honest with yourself. Right. get tired <laughs> of a man not taking initiative. That's one of the first things we want to argue about when, you know, things start blowing up.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. you don't, you don't, okay, well, was he ever doing that? Right. Was he ever doing it? Was he ever moving forward? Was he ever the one, or have you always been the one that's kind of like pulling on him and, and, you know, did you have to always push him to do stuff? Because if you're doing it now,
0: you're gonna do it later
1: do it later. Definitely You're going to have to, to always that. be the one pushing the relationship along. And we don't like that. As much as we want to be in control, we really don't like that.
0: Right. I always tell people, I was like, I'm tired of leading. I don't want to, mm-hmm. especially when you doing mm-hmm. for a long time. They can do it all. I'll be mean, like, they can do they it all. Do I right. will follow them. If they're, if they're <laughs> following God and they're yes, following in the right direction, mm-hmm. I will follow them. I, follow I think them. one of the things that What happens sometimes with women, especially women in leadership positions, Mm -hmm. women that have taken initiative before marriage and have built, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's their career or their Mm -hmm. business, Mm -hmm. a lot of times when a man comes and he's a strong leader, sometimes they get intimidated or, Mm. but I think God comes to compliment. He does. He comes to compliment that and I think we have to look closely whether you would want a leader or somebody doing nothing and then just Mm -hmm. determine which one would you prefer Absolutely. and i think of women that have been leading and and not to say that we want women not to lead we don't want Mm -hmm. women not to take initiative but when you're in a partnership Mm -hmm. being able to have someone that says okay we're going to do this and if it's something that's crazy of course you're going to have a conversation like that that's not what we're saying Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i just feel like Women have gotten, some women have gotten desperate and, mm-hmm. and they've gotten impatient with waiting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, and so ma'am. they've
0: stepped out and said, I'm gonna make this happen. Yes. I'm, okay. I'm gonna look- make
1: it happen. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. And if you make it happen, you'll have to keep making keep it, it
0: Yes, you gotta keep it going. You gotta
1: if keep you it going. If you have
0: done that, then you're gonna have to really keep it going. Yeah. Have to keep uh, going. One of the things that I've seen in your work, in your ministry mm-hmm. and uh, with your speaking Uh, that you're also working with authors, writing, you know, I I have a couple of books out, you Mm -hmm. have a couple of books out, but that process takes discipline and organization. And I know you, you're with the organization and and you're leading one in the Nashville area that's helping authors. Why don't you share a little bit about that for those that may be watching that want to start with, uh, with their book?
1: Great. Well, I um, recently, just during the pandemic, again, um, became the national vice president for an organization called the the Aspiring Writers Association of America, A-W-A-O-A. And so it literally is the difference between maybe our association and maybe some of the other writing groups that are out is that our goal is to push you to publish. We want you to have a published work. Uh, several, as many as you'd like, but we want to get you on that whole road to um, publishing. And so you'll notice in our meetings, when we do meet, which of course we're not, we're doing virtual meetings now, mm-hmm. um, we, we are critiquing your work, we're giving you feedback, and then you have, you have at your fingertip resu- uh, resources, people who have done this, people who are making their livelihood out of this, who can walk you through your process. And if you wanna self-publish, if you want to um, look for you know, actual agent with a, with a publisher to go that route, whatever route you wanna take, um, we are there to support you through the entire process. And that's from idea of what you think you wanna write about all the way through your manuscript, all the way through to format, layout and published work. And we stay there to support you um, throughout as long as you want to stay with us and so um, it's a wonderful organization I'm, I'm really glad to be a part of it a friend of mine from uh, home in Michigan reached out to me we hadn't probably hadn't talked to each other in over 15 years wow and she saw my book but we were following each other on social media she saw that my book was out and she reached out and uh, we connected reconnected and uh, we're growing I think we're even growing even more now that we're virtually than we were um, you know,
0: Right. I was going to ask you about younger. that yeah
1: mm-hmm. So first of the year, um, stay tuned uh, to my social media. I'll be announcing quite a bit of the new initiative. Of, we're going to probably stay virtual for quite a, for a while, at least until now, at least until we know what's going on with the pandemic. Okay. We'll be opening up for new members. And so okay. move everything online and, um, and I think it's going to be a, an awesome opportunity. But um, yes, so in the, in the kind of on the side, if you want to say that or in the process, actually do sit down with, um, you know, upcoming authors, and uh, whether that's on the phone, or FaceTime, or Zoom, or mm-hmm. whatever the case is, and uh, walk them through where they, wherever they are, wherever they find they're so stuck at, or if it's at the very beginning. I've got a young lady now who's at the very beginning of her book, um, so we've been brainstorming, and I've been helping her kind of format, and do a outline, and, you know, get her thoughts together. I have another young lady who's in, pretty much in the thick of her book. She's just trying to kind of develop these characters, and so... Right. Um, I'm there for her for that. And um, we have some great sessions together on the phone and and FaceTime. So, you know, we, we're making making this whole virtual thing work. And
0: hey, man, I'm telling you, I, yeah. I've been online for quite a while doing coaching, executive coaching. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and I would fly to some people that were in C-suite mm-hmm. to work with them. And I've, I've transitioned them all to online. And mm-hmm. I'm so used to it. I'm like, now they're like, wow. I'm like, yeah, it can be like you're here with me. Mm -hmm. We can work this out. So I think think companies are going to really begin to see that their Mm -hmm. line item for travel, they're going to be cutting that because a lot of you can close those deals virtual or you can do those conferences virtual, Mm -hmm. workshops virtual. Mm
1: -hmm. And so
0: I think a lot of companies are going to be pivoting to do some different things. They may still travel, but I think you're going to see more Mm -hmm. of that pivot to online and doing And I was just watching, I think it was Oprah, she was interviewing... Uh, President Barack Obama, mm-hmm. I, the way they did it, girl, I'm like, look at this technology. It Isn't was that amazing? I'm like trying to Google, I'm like, how she do that? I'm that. <laughs> I know she got billions of dollars, so she gotta <laughs> bring that stuff in like that. I was like, how did they do that? It was amazing. Amazing. That's the, I, that was the main thing I was focused on. I'm like, okay, I'm gone online. I'm like, how to green screen, girl? I was researching.
1: Yes. Because it looked I, like they were
0: there. I think God's going to give us some really innovative ways mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for ministry, for mm-hmm. uh, entrepreneurship, for your businesses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of times we we can sit back in a pandemic and and say, "I have to wait,"
1: yeah.
0: Or you can sit back in a pandemic and say, "Okay, how can what can I start during this yes. time? What can I? How can I take my business to the next?" Mm-hmm. And I think whether it's uh, writing a book or whether, I mean, the time that we've been at home, everybody should have a book out.
1: <laughs> no, right. <laughs> if you wrote about nothing but, but the pandemic.
0: Exactly, exactly. This. And so finding ways to use our time. And, I, and I've watched you and I've seen how God had from the beginning and to now, what God has done with your your business, with your ministry. And I wanted to ask you, what's next for you? What do you see as next for you?
1: You know, Yolanda, um, I had this conversation with one of my favorite millennials. Um, we have all connected on social media. And so we actually have this whole um, abstinence and um, uh, watching that. I love it. kind of um, network going now. And um, our, our kind of our slogan, unofficial slogan, is making abstinence visible. Yeah. And so. Um, we were talking the other day, catching up, and I literally have met, met her like maybe the second year the book was out. So it's like we know we feel like we know each other now. Like we're yes. and literally she said, Luana, what are you waiting on? What's next? And what are you waiting on? I said, you know, for the longest I've always, you know, thought I had to wait on uh, permission or wait on somebody to to say, yes, Luana, that's it, do that, you know. But, on the, but the times that I have just gone ahead and done what I knew to do and what God put in me to do, you know, it, it always just turns out so like, I'm like, wow, God, I didn't even, I had no idea. Yeah. And I, I, to, I think this next step that I've been waiting on, I'm, I'm at that place again where I'm like, should I, should I do this? Or maybe I need to wait and see what somebody else, And she was like, just do it. Don't wait, exactly. create, create the platform you want to see. Exactly. Well, moving forward, Yolanda, I've got a couple things that I really want to get into. Um, Definitely want to start hosting some conferences. Um, I've just got so many questions that came out of just Monday nights live, and they were like, Miss, can you do one on this? Can you do one on that? And I was like, you know, yes, I will. But I was like, but this would be so good if we could offer this in a conference-type setting, maybe like make it maybe annually or biannually where um, this community converges and they get, you know, hands-on information and and things that are tailored to them for their successful single lives. So I do want to do something like that. Um, That's in the works. Also, I kind of put my my will speak ink on hold. Um, I was doing, uh, you know, live events here in town, Mm -hmm. Nashville and um, but that that's, takes a lot of manpower and all of that. And so now that we're, everything is going virtual, again, I said, now this will work. And I have young people who are like, if you ever do your, you know, fear of public speaking class again, you know, if you do that online, I'm like, okay, so I'm, I'm yeah. getting ready to, to do some course creating and create yeah. a course and with the workbook, I really felt like, again, it's funny how you get one thing done and you're like, I'm, exactly. done. I'm, done. I'm done, Jesus. And he's like, no, it's one more thing. And so with this book, I said, I need a hands-on element. Um, I just felt like I needed something that would kind of walk them through it, you know, personally and just kind of be there. And so I think I'm going to do some, um, it's, it's going to be some some sort of course content, but it's going to be, for a small group, um, so I'll probably take about you know anywhere from six to eight young people in the, in the course, and we'll do the whole you know I won't take any more people until we've gone through the entire thing, and we'll have um, monthly checkpoints where I actually check in with them and how's this going? Let's let's talk it through. What did you get out of that? You know, and really, I really I'm looking to really lay foundation. I think. Yeah. I think sometimes with laying foundation, especially with our young people, it takes a little more hands-on. You can't just hand it to them and say, go. You right, know? right,
0: right. So
1: um while I do want them to make it, you know, very much their own, I think I need to be there to guide a little bit more than just hand them this and say, you know, take mm-hmm. it. So I do want to create something, um, something really cozy and really, you know, personable around the workbook as well that can rotate, you know, throughout the year. So yeah.
0: Exactly. That's, That's, what I got. That's
1: what's cooking right now. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. So so tell everyone how they can reach you. How can they get your books? Can you hold your books up one more yes, time yes, so yes. they can see them? And then just yes. tell them how they can purchase
1: them. All right. Well, Virgin the Book and the Devotional Journal are available at my website, lawanarrwilson.com and the bookstore. Just click on the bookstore option and it'll take you there also available at amazon.com so you can also get them there and um, i'm available for live coaching monday nights 7:30 mm-hmm. central um every monday night uh, on ig live and that's my main probably my main um virtual experience that i do on the regular so if you miss me one monday i'm there the next monday
0: great 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 so you guys saw how you you heard how you can follow Luana on instagram And on Facebook and on her website, order her book. Uh, Youth pastors, even in a pandemic, young people need support. So you can reach out to Mm Lawana to even do some uh, training virtual for your youth leaders and for your youth. And so I think during this pandemic, pastors are looking for different ways to continue Mm -hmm. reaching their congregation. Absolutely, I really feel like what you're doing is is uh, 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 gonna be relevant during this season. Mm-hmm. And God mm-hmm. has placed you where he has placed you for such a time as this. And I'm so proud of the yeah. work that you're doing and wanted Thank to you. just spend a little time having this conversation about what you're doing uh, yes. with your ministry yes. and where it's going. You guys, you, you, those of you that are interested in, in, in publishing, reach out to Lawana and mm-hmm. get involved. Yes, do. top of the year, she said they're gonna be in, inviting new people into that. And so make sure you reach out. I will put her links and her contact information in the podcast. So when they link on to the podcast, they'll see your contact information okay, great. there as well, Loana. So thank you so much for joining me. on. Thank you so
1: much, Yolanda.
0: With Yolanda, it's always a pleasure <laughs> to have always. you here with me.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. Always love catching up with you.